When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 59 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Josh Gerlach. Gerlach? Gerlach. <laughs> Garlic. Um, I, I can't get it every week, uh, but some weeks we do, um, and we're presented tonight by Carlotto Group. Uh, as always, if you need a car to get you from point A to point B to get you up from Des Moines to Houston Speedway to see a badass sprint car race tonight, you go and call Carlotto Group. They'll get you fixed up, and they'll do it cleanly. I have tan lines from the dirt that was slinging on me tonight. My feet are very white, ankles very much not, uh, but... They won't put a speck of dirt on you. They're respectable like that. They're nice. Respectful, maybe, is the word I'm looking for. Uh, but go to the Carlotto Group. They will uh, They will get you set up, and we uh, love that they partner with us. So without further ado, uh, live from Brandon, South Dakota, and definitely not live on any platform, but podcasting, it's me and Josh. It is. It's a kick-ass race. That was a hell of a race. Great surface tonight. Good race in the Trophy Cup that we were watching here just a little bit ago. It's a good night of racing. You're downplaying a lot of it. Hey, we're, we're we got to hype up a hundred grand here later tonight. That's what that's what we're about to do. Jason Johnson Racing gets the win uh, on the four year anniversary of uh, Jason passing away. I know that was very emotional for those guys, and I I have to go back and look, but it feels like this has like happened before. Like they race really good on this day. Yeah, it, I mean, like you said, it really charged with emotion. It, it, that's such a good team, and, and you love to see that. Um, Jason meant a lot to the sport, and uh, it's good to see them having success. Yeah, and so Carson Macedo gets the win tonight. Um, not after Riley Goodenough led some of the opening laps of the race. Uh, he was ripping it. Um, quite honestly, two early cautions. He had two perfect restarts. He did. Even the third one was really good, and I think he just lost a little bit of it, uh, and Brian Brown capitalized. Uh, he put a new engine in the car tonight. That's He, he got faster because of that new engine. Um, not attributing it all to that, obviously. Uh, but it, it worked really well. I, I saw him before the AMA, and I said, the new engine runs real nice, huh? And he goes... You bet it does. Well, it sounded like they changed a lot of stuff, and and I mean, he admitted they were they were not good last night, and it was quite the turnaround. That's for sure. It's really brave to admit that when you finish like eighth in your heat. 
and but I don't even know. Runner up be. tonight, ten grand check uh, for Brian Brown, twenty grand for Macedo, seven for Riley Goodenough. That's probably the biggest check Riley Goodenough's won in his career. Pro- for sure, probably, yeah, and heck of a run. I mean, he wrapped Knoxville well. That was cool to see. Um, I mean, you know, like you said, having good restarts against you know people like Brian Brown, Brad Sweet, David Gravel, Macedo breathing down your neck. You know, probably some nerves there early in the race, and you would have never known it. Yeah, no, Riley probably drove the best race I've ever seen Riley drive, and it it's uncontestable. Yep, the laps it, he's putting in these last few years, there it's paying off. It yeah. was really good. Um, so let's talk about the race, like the moments in it. It was. Brad Sweet almost got into a fight with Rico Abreu. He went over to say some words. I don't know what he said. I don't know if he went over and... I should just start with, like, I think he walked over, said something. I don't know if he realized that he needed to get back to his car to get it to the work area. Or that his plan was, I'm going to go over there, tell him, screw off, and then go back. Uh, We waited... Uh, in the pits, and I was kind of at the mercy of, you know, being with people uh, at the racetrack that want to go home and chill. And Don't throw us under the bus we, like that. Well, hold on. I'm getting there. I, I want to podcast. I wanted to podcast tonight. I thought that was important. I will talk to Brad and Rico tomorrow. We were waiting there, though, for 30 minutes, kind of waiting for either of them to emerge from their trailers as we're... Uh, a number of fans, I, I'm guessing they came up shor- shortly after we left. Uh, I did see some kids that got his front wing. Oh, yeah. That they got it autographed. Uh, so that's, it's cool that, you know, sprint car racing, uh, you get in a big wreck and there's parts of the car that come off that you can just give away to fans. And that's, that's a real plus to have. Um, Not many, many other series. I right, think, yeah, right exactly. Uh, IndyCar is probably a little too corporate to do that. John's not here to no. fact check me on it, um, <laughs> but he should be. I told him to. Yeah, he had an invite. I said John Borg to podcast with him. <laughs> Elite, elitist, elitist. Dirt fan. Oh, right? here we go. Here <laughs> we go. I just want to see if he listens. <laughs> so, uh, no, but it, it is really cool that those guys turn bad nights into lifetime opportunities for fans because i mean it's badass to have yeah i have that josh richards fender in my apartment and the best part about that is when people come over and ask me about it is it's the name of a famous tiktoker and i I say yeah google him he's a real guy and i pretend to not know who the tiktoker is even tiktokers got some looks we're going down a weird rabbit hole right now. All right, I'm going on this tangent. I'm just riding. <laughs> I'm riding the wave of the tangent. So, Brad Sweet racks. He flips. Uh, gets into it with Rico. They get it back. Um, the car was a Frankenstein car. It was. It was put together. the The tail tank is completely damaged. The um, what's the bar on the back called? Just the, the bumper like bar, the, like the push bar. Yeah, the push bar is bent. Uh, I took a picture of it after the race. You can't... It's about the only part of the car you can really tell is damaged on a uh, kind of regular basis, I guess, without the wing being on it. They replaced the wing. They got everything. Uh, the wheel of the car, like, it looked like they weren't going to get it. Well, like, it wasn't they, just... They a, really a... came at it at the end, and I'll have a video up on the Always Race Day YouTube by the time you're listening to this. Because they did replace the front axle, right? Yeah, they got everything done. Um, 
I did stay down in one part of the pits to upload the video of Brad somewhat of the video of Brad confronting Rico. Uh, you didn't get him walking over there. You get him walking back uh, and then them telling the crew to get away from the racetrack. Uh, I don't think they really broke that rule if you want to debate whether or not Brad can get out of his car and get back into it. I, don't, I think that's a stupid rule. Um, and as we know on this podcast, the rules are rules crowd. Screw you guys. You suck. Uh, so I think I need to take that stance here uh, and just be like, yeah, that was, that was an epic moment that we had one of the sport's most sound stars uh, go over and get angry. And well, you don't see Brad get angry very much. Not very often. Well, you don't see him flip very often, for no. one. And he, he still, I believe, has kept his streak of finishing all the laps yeah, and yep. what the last year and a half, and he got back up to eleven. Yep, that's that's pretty incredible. And it yep. wasn't just a little slow tip over; like he got in the air and and like you said, had to fix a, an axle and all kinds of other stuff. Well, pretty I, impressive. I, the the most common complaint I saw, and you you can try to claim the world of allies uh, takes some time when he's in the work area. Go ahead, and you can you can do that with them. That's not, it's not a me thing to figure out. You can go take a stopwatch to it and put it on YouTube with me and link it. Um, go ahead and do that. He's uh, the star of the sport. I mean. The thing is, there's people complaining that he was the first car pulled to the work area. Let me tell you what, Josh, if you had a series and 10 people ran it full time or 13 people ran it full time and the person of the two car wrecks that didn't run it full time, what would you say if you're crew went over to get his car first i'd be pretty pissed off yeah i mean that's not something you do and that's what the perks are of running the world of outlast tour rico abreu i would love to see run the world of outlast tour tour full time and i don't want this to turn into that but the people complaining that brad's car is the first one to get carried over like yeah no shit He's the three-time defending champion. You know, if it was Donnie Schatz five years ago, no one would be saying a thing. And I don't understand the difference. Well, you don't know what Rico said either, because they, they didn't even go to the work area. I don't, I'd never, like, going over yeah, to the I have no clue car. what was wrong with Rico's car. I uh, walked over there for a bit. Um, typically, I will just ask. Um, sometimes that gets you, you know, Tyler Gronendick, uh, a couple weeks ago at Knoxville, Gronendick, uh I just asked him, you know, what's what's wrong with the car? And he just looked at me and goes, it's fucked up, man. Uh, not in a nice way. That is, yeah. like, the shittiest, like, what's up? Or, well, and you're losing the points lead that night, too. Right, and so, like, I try to not walk up to people that are already pissed off and ask them something that could make them more pissed off. Yeah. That's, I mean, like... In the heat of the moment and stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Emotions uh, are high. But also, I don't care what you say. You can say whatever you want to me. You can, you know, either way. You're doing right. it for the people. Well, it's, it's seriously. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit about what you say. Yeah. As long, I mean, not even as long as it's good, because it's just as long as you comment on it. Yeah. Even if you walk up to the camera and say, I don't have a comment on this. Get this fucking camera out of my face after you tell me that you can, that I could get an interview. Like, that'd be, I'd laugh. I think that would be the best move ever. <laughs> So another story, storyline. How about that 17 car? Yeah, you take he, the show over. Go he, for it. Well, he's, how many cars has he passed in the last two days? Like 30, 30 
Car, he's been 34. The, he's figured it out. Car he, Charger two nights in a row, eight plus 18 tonight. Geo plus It's 12. insane because a lot of these guys haven't figured out that you run the inside and, and you pass so many cars, and he's very. you have to be very good at hitting it, and he's hitting it every lap. And, and aggressive, too. That's the impressive part of it, and, you know, it's what's kept him in that, you know, hunt for the points lead that he's been missing out in the past couple of years because he's gotten an untimely wreck. Which right? is big for tonight, which also big for tonight, too. He taking the provisional, that, that really hurts him in the event points. But I, I know you had it. I don't know if it's up now, but um, the official points for the Outlaws, you have, what, the top five, I think it was like with I do have the points. top five. We'll read them off here um, once I figure out how to work my phone. Uh, Brad Sweet uh, is the points leader. Still, Carson Macedo sits 12 points back, just 12 um, after tonight. And Saturday night, uh, Houston's a show at points only, 100 grand to win. We're going to hype that up in a bit. Um, Sheldon Hoddenshield is third at 24 back. David Gravel is fourth at 46 back. And Logan Schuhart is fifth at 54 back. So, yeah, I just did the top five. Um, if I'm sitting at home with a notebook, I, I usually do all the full-timers and, and get it calculated to the top ten or so or whoever's running, and um, we do that. But, yeah, I got top five points are out, and, yeah, um, it's it's a crazy night. That's what you ask for on a regular World of Allies basis, and I can't wait to see Macedo battle Brad Sweet for the title, and I think... David Gravel and Sheldon and Logan Schuhart are all right there for it. And that's the coolest part of this is we're 26, 30 races into the year and we're closer than ever. Well, and that's where the, the lack of wins could start coming back to get uh, Brad too. You know, the, if you start having more of these type of nights, so yeah, you rebound to 11th, but Carson wins and David's in fifth, Logan's in sixth. I mean, if they all if you're not grabbing wins tonight, they all yep. gain ground, all it, four. And that's a you know a testament to to Brad's team too. I mean, if they're not thrashing away on that thing and he finishes what twenty third or whatever, like he you're 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 in a big hole then from there. And he, he struggled point, a little bit this week. And at this point, I don't around. understand what they do that other teams don't. <clears throat> but at this point, I don't know what kind of accident would take out Brad Sweet. Or any, I mean, to, to yes for them, but he any, would have any to of these flip outlaw over teams, a track so. without a fence and be off the racetrack, <laughs> complete and like bent chassis. Yeah, just goes to show how how these guys are pros. You know, they they practice this stuff. We've seen what three nights in a row, I believe, having to have at least one axle change yeah. under a red, and they've got it done and come back up. Three was it Wednesday too? I thought that there may have been one Wednesday. There I was definitely one last it, night. I, I had an oopsie slash maybe concussion on Wednesday, <laughs> so I, I didn't know. We've covered that enough. I, well, I did want to say tonight. Like, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else ever feels this in the infield at Houston's because I haven't, and I've, I've watched. I've been there twice before, I think. I've watched, like, five combined races, and I never got, like, a ringing in my ear that sounded like the Iowa State siren. And it wasn't, like, a like a good Iowa State <laughs> siren. It was, like, I'm hearing a siren in my ears, and I had to plug my ears for, like, five or six laps. And then I was kind of in this spot of serenity where I was like, none of this matters. No one's making any passes here. <laughs> and so then I unplugged my ears. So I can't be in that mindset. Uh, and, yeah, so that's uh, 
It was weird. I'm very worried that I might have a mild concussion. Well, the, I don't think those exist anymore, according to some people. The bush light will, will probably not help that. This is pain relief, is what <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it went away at the end of the race because it got so intense. Once it gets like to where like this, this wind's going to change someone's weekend or day or life, you know, then I'm, I flip a switch and I'm, I'm all me and the people that <laughs> shit you see on social media is like, that's, that's where like me comes out is like the last six laps. It's yeah. like, I just turn on a switch, I guess. <laughs> Not intentionally though. Yeah. Just comes. Well, for World of Outlaw points, that's it. They get show-up points to, uh, tonight now. So Let's talk uh, what happened kind of with the results and everything. Yep. Uh, the the points through the weekend. Who's who's up, who's not. I think David Gravel, Carson Macedo, uh, Buddy Kofoid, and Braxier Foss are the four. Bra- talk about an upset. Braxier Foss is locked in the AMA tomorrow. He's locked in the King of the Hill, which is setting the first eight and starters. Ja- He's locked in the first four rows. And James McFadden? Yeah. One point short from locking in. Well, hey, he you start in the pool of a qualifier at Houston, especially early in that. That's going to be the first qualifier, right? Fifth? I believe so. That's a narrow track. Yep. It's a narrow-ass track. And if Ayrton's listening to this, he's going to hate me for this. But only reason Ayrton didn't go forward is because there's a car in front of him. I won't mention names or anything. But right behind him, he was set up in a good spot. He's heat one, though. Narrow racetrack. Couldn't go around him. Yep. Finishes sixth in this heat, ruins your night. And that is, you know, kind of the battle everyone's facing. And you get one like, shot at Like the format or not, and I should probably comment on this publicly. I haven't done this on the podcast yet. I, I don't hate the format. I would definitely do it differently. But I think a lot of people share that opinion. Um, my gripe is the if you're top three in the heat, it pays off with like three points difference rather than five or it's five rather than eight or something yep and i saw there was some stuff on twitter the last couple of nights too with with other drivers that aren't here that were talking about it and i mean please please bring the invert or the not invert but format arguments all week long and every time we have it because I'm sick and tired of having the, this race is starting too late. They don't run the show efficiently enough. Support classes suck. They do. They do suck. <laughs> We're getting to that at some point. Someday we'll fucking figure that one out. Hey, those late model street stocks put on a, put on a show. Nobody flipped. They weren't late model street stocks tonight. They were early model street stocks. Regular, oh, just old run of the mill street stocks. I don't, I don't, I, no offense to the guys that run them. They're entertaining. Because I put on guarantee a show. you all those guys are having the time of their lives. And I don't want to take away from someone else's fun. But at some point, we have to look at these big money races and say, you don't need more entertainment. That is other cars on the racetrack. It takes too much time. You have too much unpredictability with wrecks. I would rather see two uh, knights joust on the front stretch. The only way you have a delay is if someone dies, and they have armor, so it's okay. We've taken a turn. (laughs) I have suggested that I case race or shotgun challenge anyone from the stands on the front stretch during track prep. 
and I would I would do that still absolutely to this day uh, but I want to get more exotic with my ideas that might affect your high level journalism though that you're doing you can't be on a, on a big stage we need you 100% focused. you guys have seen me five beers deep on the podcast many a times maybe you didn't know unintentionally or yeah unbeknownst to, <laughs> yeah, to you listener right. I, I opened a beer and the debate <laughs> of going to the ER on Tuesday so but in terms of the format, every driver has to deal with it. So, you know, they do, it, it's they... the same for everybody. And, and you hear a lot of negative stuff from the guys that it, it doesn't work out very well and for. And I'll, I'll use Ayrton again as as an example here. Um, and like, as me and Ayrton are friends. Y'all should probably know that by now. If you pay attention to my stuff, uh, we're friends. Love the kid. He's awesome. Um, he's two years younger than me. He feels like six years older than me. I don't really look at him as younger than me. But You're making me feel old. No, yeah, no shit. <laughs> he makes me feel old. Anyways, uh, I hope my friends do well uh, when I watch races. So uh, come at me to that. If you ever find it in my writing, I'm cheering for someone. Um, and someone did come at me for the, the P4 thing, the P4 tweet. Uh, but the people that qualified into fourth place in the heat races five of the six of them made the show Ayrton was the only one that didn't if that was where the math came out in my head earlier today I crunched numbers if you qualified seventh eighth or ninth in your group you were set up pretty well to make the AMA Ayrton did not he did not also did not purposely qualify seventh that was just where he ended up in my opinion and so like we have some stats up here and it's it, it is interesting so if you look at the top so seven out of the top 10 that are are in the, the overall points are outlaws and you would you would have thought like looking through twitter that a lot of these guys were going to try to sandbag and you know qualify not so well to to try to hit that invert right and that's what they said they were going to do yesterday and the top not i shouldn't say they i should say a number of drivers <laughs> a small number but if you look at the qualifying position it looks like the top nobody in the top 10 in points except for two drivers two or three drivers were outside of the top 10 in qualifying so they were passing cars at some point during the night to get those those points and and not sandbagging so yeah and the craziest thing is there was at least two that qualified, what would it be, 79, 10, 11, 12, 15, 16, 17th, and 18th. There's at least two cars, because Carson McCarl won the heat from the pole. I think so did Paige Poliak. Yep, she did. Talk about a loaded heat that Paige won. There was a couple of them these last few nights that were I think almost outlaws or all stars in like and that's, seven of the, and that's the cars. Where, that's where the invert kind of gets me. I think invert four would have been better. Um, and as for the points, like I think you should decrease heat points the same. Um, but that's also like a thing that I need to like sit down and like look at for two hours and like really hammer out my opinions so that I know it. And, and I feel like I'm like doing you guys a disservice when I don't know exactly where I want. Because I complain about inverts. It's my it's my thing. I hate it. It's why, why I qualify the cars to have an invert. But if you're going to give points and stuff, like I I can accept an invert when you're giving points out for where you finish in the heat and stuff. I just yeah. want it all equal. Like So Knoxville Nationals format has that big invert, right? Yeah. 
but it's equally decreasing going down. And I think that's that's you're like, talking points. Yeah. So so like your heat race, you get a hundred points in the heat uh, if you win it ninety seven, ninety four, ninety one, and it goes down by three all the way down. It doesn't change. Yeah. In the middle, and I think that's like podiuming a heat race should not make the difference in your night. P four to P three. Yeah, the thought, that, the thought process would yeah. be interesting to hear, and, and nobody's going to like every format because you get the guys that are like the All Stars is, is the better format with the inverts and whatnot, or you get people that that say that here's my my laws is perfect because there's general, no invert. Yes, exactly. General rule of thumb: if if I have to do too much math from the stands as a casual fan. It's a dumb format. You know, you don't have to do any math. They don't have to. That's fair. But the series officials and drivers do, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I I think if as long as it's easy to follow, and I get that that's a difficult thing to accomplish as well. Yeah. To just a casual fan, but if I'm like if me myself Connor is having to do. A shit ton of math to the point where I'm just like I'm just gonna wait till the lineups come out. That's a bad format because I'll go to a very far effort to figure out where people are starting, um, especially Ayrton when he asked me, like, "Where do you think we're starting?" Where do you? Carson, same thing. You know, well, we've seen any, you have any it, driver. Having David your Gravel, David Gravel at the uh, Caratini Classic or Capit. I'm sorry. I'm Victor Caratini from the Cubs. This is where that name came from, everyone. Don't know how. Uh, David Gravel asked me, uh, it was either last year or the year before, at the Capitani Classic. And I had the bracket written out on a napkin. And I said, I think this is where you're supposed to be. I said, just wait for that guy to go. He's like, oh, thanks. Do a napkin, man. But, that, but that's math I can do. Not a dumb format. So who's, who's your pick? Who you got for tomorrow? Can I look at these points? Let's let's run down the points real quick. I'll run down the top. What do you think? Ten for these guys? Well, you got the top four that are locked into the yep. the king of Gravel, the hill. Gravel, Cofoid, Zierfoss, uh, and then you got James McFadden, Logan Schuhart, Giovanni Selzy, and Hunter Schurenberg. Those will be your pole sitters for the qualifiers tomorrow. Starting also on the front row, on. Uh, the first qualifier with McFadden will be Brad Sweet. The second with Shuhart will be Jacob Allen. The third with Gio Selzy will be Spencer Bass. And the fourth uh, with Schurenberg will be Parker Price Miller. Um, I don't want to say I've thought long and hard about this because I very much have not. I am. I'm really... I'm really questioning myself because Kofoid and Macedo are going to start top eight either way. does not matter how things turn out. Those top four locked in are locked into the top eight. Um, I like what Parker Price Miller has done. Obviously, he flipped tonight, but he flipped. Now, here's the deal. Here's how good he's been. He's He flipped, and he's still in the front row of qualifier. Yeah. So I think that says a lot about where he's at. So I think my picks, if I had to pick three, it'd be PPM, Kofoid, and Macedo. And I know I picked the two winners, but... I mean, but they've been fast. I mean, and, and, base, and Spencer's, Spencer up, Spencer's up there. Spencer's been fast too, yeah. And don't sleep on Sheldon. I mean, he's down there a little bit and, and technically missing the feature tonight and not getting any feature points. Um, 
uh, but I mean, he's passed a shit ton of cars. I mean, he's passed over 30 cars in two nights. Oh, did he not get any feature points? He, oh, he got, that's... he got World of Outlaw points tonight, but he did not get any uh, event points because he insane. took a provisional. So he, so he goes to 19th, and that actually puts him... Hold on. Mathing here. I'm mathing. That's on row two of the qualifier still. So fourth place. And, then, and there's four four heats tomorrow or tonight. Correct. And they call and they call them qualifiers, oh, qualifiers, which is already throwing me for a loop. <laughs> Calling them heat races. Too simple. I don't hate qualifier though, because that's what a heat race is. I think it I think it's gonna be pretty wide open though. I mean you got a lot of fast guys up front. And you got a lot of guys that have shown speed just these last few days up front, too. So well, anything and, can happen. You know I like Houston, and, and I'd come up here for a bigger event either way. But yep. this is these are why you guys say, like, oh, you're going everywhere. You're going here and there. And I'm not just going to random BS races, right? We went to the Silver Crown season opener the day after we went to the World of Outlaws Bristol Bash. Almost got ran over, but we'll, we're past that. Oh, we gotta bring that up. Again. Yeah, we're moving past it. Connor. I'm telling you, the ratio of people that call me an idiot to pussy is still the funniest. Like, well, stat number I have in my book. You're still alive, and, and we're yeah, we're all good. We're, we're hitting another fence six. Did his, the fence did its job. Another six-figure uh, check for the winner. Right, in, we're covering another six-figure race. I'm, I'm loving it. Um. And that's why we're here. It's a huge race. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. It used to be the month of money, and now it's like the summer of money anymore, which is great for dirt racing. Oh, yeah. Love to no, see it. I keep keep doing it. We we just have numerous crown jewels. So when I was doing my season preview, I was like, you know, kind of tabulating together all the, and I just, at the end of the day, I was like, there's like seven or eight, and I just called it the big event races. And we're getting more of those. That's dirt great. Dirt Car Nationals, Husets. Jackson? Jackson Nationals, Knoxville Nationals, Summer King, National, Kings Royal. At, or National Open at Williams Grove, Kings Royal, Skagit Nationals, The Million, Bristol the Bash, Dream. Well, you, now you're throwing. Now you're throwing the slower card. Well, Ricky, I didn't say that. Love you, buddy. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, that's, I was. That's I was a trying, shot at Chris. I was trying to be inclusive of of you know some of the other series. That, so yeah, Mike Marler has actually won two nights in a row at the Firecracker 100. Uh around the world of late models also tonight uh i think dennis Arb jr won the world of allies race at peevely for the late models um cj leary won the non-wing race someone called him a cheater in my mentions then started hating on canon mcintosh which is just how i'm segueing to the canon mcintosh dq story we talked to mitchell moles that's on twitter it'll be on youtube in a sec too uh, he basically said there's no room for that in our sport. I talked to a few guys off the record. Uh, there's, I just want to say it's mixed in terms of kind of where, you know, things go. I can say a prominent driver that has done a lot of great results this week and runs a midget regularly said he doesn't want to touch that. It probably happens more than, than people hear about, and uh, that's probably and why it is a touchy if subject. If I go up to someone and ask for an interview and they don't want to do it, I don't push them on it, you know? So I'm not... Racing, I, I made that out as a bigger deal than it was. Um, racers have always pushed the limits, it was, and, and that's no, not going to change. Yeah, it was, it was all good. I just don't want anyone to ever think that, like... I, I don't know. I got the vibe that he was like he thought I was offended that he didn't want to do an interview and I like didn't think that at all so I don't know maybe we'll hear it 
Who knows? So unnamed person, Connor, is, is not mad at you. That's pretty easy to guess who it is. <laughs> it's a number of midget drivers in the field. <laughs> well, and that, uh, yeah. I think who he has are a your good picks chance. for tomorrow? I, I mean, for Saturday. It's when they listen to this, it'll be today. It's today. Be I mean, tonight. it's today anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at the point standings, anybody in the top fifteen, I think, has a shot. Honestly. Yeah, I would. I would even go as far as to say the top uh, thirty-three have a chance. I mean, you say that, Ayrton's, but seriously, Ayrton's thirty-third. I just wanted to bring him up again. They've shown that that. Like track position is key, but then you have guys like Sheldon or Geo tonight that pass double digit or you know almost twenty cars in a night. Well, let's talk in, about in a let's talk about a big, na- a big money race because it won't be how much space that the late models had at Eldora. This track is much smaller. The lanes are much smaller, and there's people that I don't want to call them ballsier than late model drivers. But there are people that will, and I don't want to even like categorize them as like the you people thing that I sound. I this is what I get myself. You're, into. you're apologizing. Just it's a trap. No, it's a trap that like I sound like too harsh towards like something I'm suggesting. But there's drivers. Every driver in there wants to win the race so bad. Absolutely. So there are things that can happen in result of that cause cause versus effect. Well, look at David Gravel. I mean, on what was it, Wednesday night, you know? You push the limit just that little bit too far. Or, or Brad Sweet you tonight. Lift, you lift, you lose. Brad and Sweet tonight, you try to send it in there and you hit Rico and, you know, going for a hundred grand. You think that people are going to stop doing that? God, I, I just want a message to national sprint car drivers. Dropping the gloves 1v1 is the coolest, best thing you could ever do to the sport and our website. <laughs> I will, Especially re- when I you're will there. personally buy you something that is $50 or less. And if, you, if you've listened to this episode, you can redeem the voucher with me after it ever happens. It, it, redeem it at any time. And a free I'm, trip on the Always Race Day unexpirable. podcast. Well, I, a free, what do you mean a free trip? A, a free visit? It's not a trip on the pond. It, it is a trip. We, it is a trip. We're not tripping here. <laughs> we don't trip. We're, we're spitting facts all night long. Always. <laughs> Jeez. It's bad. I was encouraged by the uh, the track conditions tonight. Was, there, it was a little it was a little iffy on on uh, I Thursday. Just, I want to get back to the potential fight that didn't happen. Well, I was unencouraged by the amount of officials that were trying to break it up. I don't know if they were telling Brad to get in his car or you're disqualified or DNF or whatever. Yeah, I don't know those. I, I don't know the logistics of it. All I want to say is I suggest that if two people want to fight one versus one, you let them fight. PA Posse did that a few until weeks ago. A third pers- until a third party enters the fight. This is hockey fight rules. It's how it works. Tell them to take their helmets off. If they both don't, then it's fair. If they both do, then it's classy. I hate that word. I hate classy, but it's the only word I could think of. <laughs> Honorable. Honorable. Okay, throw classy out the window. We're, we're done with classy. Classy. What else we got? Anything? I think that's about it, man. $100,000 to win. Saturday night, Houston's. How cool has been four four nights in a row at Houston's? What Johnny say tonight? That's only uh, 
This is the third track that the Outlaws have think, ever done I that. I think only the, yeah. Knoxville, I, I Eldora. I've ever done that. William Scrove. And Houston. I think they should do it at Port Royal next, just to. I'm curious. Uh, there's a big announcement coming uh, later tonight. There too. is, yes. We should talk about that. Todd Quaring has a big announcement. Um, my sources have. I, I'm just getting discouraged about how dumb I sound at times. Uh, I have a couple of sources that say it is in regards to the Houston's High Bank Nationals event. Obviously, you could probably say that's like the number one guess anyways. Um, and it's about making it bigger. Uh, I do also have it on good authority that he purchased the land across the street from Houston Speedway. Uh, what he'll do with that I have no idea uh, but that is what I know um, and we will have that up as soon as it is announced I'm going to get an interview with Todd tomorrow whether it's right after that or after the races uh, I'm going to do a big story on him uh, and kind of what they did to rebuild Houston Speedway after that storm it does not look it at looked- all like a tornado touched it if you no. looks phenomenal yeah you you could explain to someone that a storm came through here three weeks ago and no one would believe you no and, and being my first time up here i've been impressed it, it's a very nice facility like i said track track conditions have been been pretty good and hopefully uh it should be a, a good race uh a good evening tonight do we have a fun game we can play it in the podcast anything i have no idea Go, uh, go like and subscribe on, on YouTube. How about that That's fun game? It's a terrible game. game. Oh, it's a great game. Please, yeah, please go like and subscribe. Well, you don't even have to like. Just subscribe for me. We we need a 1,000 followers on YouTube to have them treat us like a real channel. We're going to start getting the podcast up there. Uh, we're exploring kind of ways to do that. Um, Just share things. Retweet. Share on Facebook. All of that helps. The best thing that doesn't help us numerically or monetarily uh, or any other Ellie uh, DM me on Twitter my DMs are open I'll follow you back if you DM me at, in the slightest and let me know what you like or don't like uh, and what we do well uh, I'm still grasping that I learn every day on the job I learn every day about how a sprint car works what's broken what how a race car works how you know nuances of the sport and it's a sport where you just keep learning stuff. It's not football. There's not a nickel and dime package that's better than every other one, and it's always going to be better until you get athletes that are faster. There's nuances every day, and there's so many to learn that you, you just learn every day, and I, that's why I love it. So let, let us know, and me know personally, I guess. Uh, but just any, anything along those lines, anything you like, dislike, uh and I can handle constructive criticism and I will disagree with you inverts do suck I won't get off that take Lewis Hamilton would lose to Kyle Larson every car if they were equal should I throw out more of those I think you've nailed it all <laughs> thank you uh, thank you all for listening thanks to Carl Sh- or Carl Auto Group almost, almost ruined that there said the buzzword <laughs> but thanks y'all for listening uh enjoy the night houston's saturday night hundred thousand to win it's on dirt vision it will be live it will be epic and i cannot 
wait to see the results of this race.